All right, all right, all right. This is Will Dick with the Art of Floundering Podcast. Want to wish everybody, this is our peace and love Tuesday morning show. We're going to get started here in a second. This is, uh, we're starting on Podbean first. I got to set up the stream while I do. Why don't you listen to Noah, N-O-A-H, cover Dancing with the Moonlight. We'll be right back right after this. you in the doorway where you took me with a glance I should have took that last bus home but I asked you for a dance now we go steady to the pictures I always get chocolate stains on my pants and my father he is going crazy he says I'm living in a trance but I'm dancing in the moonlight It's caught me in its spotlight It's alright, I'm dancing in the moonlight On this long, hot summer night It's three o'clock in the morning And I'm on the streets again Disobeyed another warning. I should have been in by ten. Now I won't get out till Sunday. I'll have to say I stayed with friends. Oh, 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 it's a habit worth forming. If the means justify the end, I'm dancing in the moonlight. It's caught me in its spotlight. It's alright, I'm dancing in the moonlight On this long, hot summer night And I'm walking home We'll be right, start right after this song, guys The last bus is long All right, all right, all right. This is Will Dick with the Art of Flounder and Podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 26, 2021. Welcome to the Peace and Love Morning Show. Big shout out to he in the USOE 90. I'll, I'll figure that one out in a second. Radio Parless and the only crazy lady. Good morning to you. I am also streaming on YouTube um facebook and twitter but hey this morning show is not we're, we'll do puppets and silliness later no, i here's the deal i start doing this stuff too early in the morning the whole day shot so we'll, we'll get to that later but 
Let's talk about what we're going to do. Let me get back to the main screen here. I actually have somewhat of a plan, not really a plan, but kind of an idea. And I'll tell you what it is. It's a reaction. We'll get to silliness. And this may be boring because, you know, I normally just, it's always boring. Don't get me wrong. The podcast is always boring, but um, I have some semblance of a plan. So that's kind of scary. What prompted this? I'll tell you what prompted this. First, let me tell you, and, and, and you know, it, this is probably just me. I'm going to qualify a couple things. I don't know what I'm talking about. Vet everything I say. This is not a political podcast. This is not a religious podcast. This is not the news. This is not science. Anything that is said or done on this podcast should be taken with a grain of salt. Okay. I, I am no expert. I am just like anybody else. I'm just an idiot. Well, more so. I'm more of an idiot than most people. Most people aren't as, as idiotic as I am. Having said it, how incredulous everybody is getting over Facebook. Now, don't get me wrong. Facebook's fucked up. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that Facebook's fucked up, but how shocked the whole world is. Oh my God, Facebook puts profits over people. They care more about money than the safety of everybody on there. Of course they do. Good God. But I decided, Jesus, you got to be fucking shitting me. We get... Hey, Darshan Ram, 1968, dude, what about if I was talking about cat sacrifices? Would you want to be calling in? Why don't you give it a couple minutes and figure out what's being talked about before you hit the call thing, dude? I mean, I could be talking about, hey, okay, Dar, why don't you call me Call me up, man? We're going to talk about how cool it is. To I mean, come on, dude. Anyway, back to uh, back to this. This is a little bit old school, but... With the passing of Colin Powell and some of this stuff, I thought it would be fun, interesting to review a couple of things. And I'll be quick. And I promise it's not going to be like a death by PowerPoint thing, but it's a couple basics. And I don't know if they'll do anybody else any good, but they do me good. Some of these principles are how I survive life and stuff like that. So I thought I would just, for the fuck of it, we'll spend like the first 30 minutes going through this shit and then we'll talk about drugs sex bad language fart jokes and stuff like that but between now i'm going to just start this off and this is going to what i'm going to do is i'm going to go through a couple leadership principles and they they may or may not apply but i thought it'd be fun to talk about these i really feel the need i you know I have no role. I have no purpose. I have no strengths to give. The only thing I can, I can, the only way I can really give back is to, to outline my fuck ups and hope that people avoid them. Having said that, we're in crazy town. We're, we're I, I'm convinced, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that a great number, not all of us, not all of us, but a significant amount of us would rather be angry than solve any problems, would rather be outraged than make any progress, would rather point out the flaws in everybody as opposed to getting introspective. If we were all to be honest with ourselves and 
and just look in the mirror, whatever it is, whatever you got to do to be real honest, no one needs to know. But deep down, we've all done things in this life that was at the expense of others, knowingly. There are degrees of this, but we've, we're all, we've all lied. I would imagine most of us have picked our nose. I know I have cupped my hand over my ass when I farted and smelt it. I'm probably the only person that's ever done that. I just lost somebody on that. But it's almost like, I just want to reboot a little bit. So just, just, just bear with me on, on this morning's content. We're going to start it off with something here. It's a Teddy Roosevelt quote. We've got people on Podbeam, so I'm going to read some of it. I'm going to paraphrase it. I really, this, this thing really speaks to me, and I hope it speaks to a lot of you. Because what I see on Twitter is a lot of critics and not a lot of people that are fucking doing anything but criticizing. Quote, Theodore Roosevelt, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man. If These are quotes. I get that just I'm, I'm reading them verbatim. I realize we've changed on pronouns and stuff like that, but just go with it. Uh, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short, and, sh and who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat, i.e. social media trolls. So I just, I always like that. So I always, always remember this when I always fuck up, which is often I tell myself, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm trying. And then I try and I, and I often fail. But when I, when I see somebody show their ass, may it could be politics, whatever, somebody that just decides I am going to, I am going to do this and I'm going to take everything that comes with it, which now, which back in my day, which is a lot of flack, dude, a lot of flack. So I always like to remember as I'm smug sitting here smoking weed and, and criticizing the world that I'm not in that fucking arena. And there is something to be said for people putting in effort. Next quote, we're going to get into Colin Powell here in a second. This one is another one that speaks to me. It's a little bit dated. But in premise, it's Omar Bradley. This was given in November of 1948, Armistice Day. It says, quote, we have men of science, too few men of God. We have grasped the mystery of the atom and rejected the Sermon on the Mount. The world has achieved brilliance without consequence. Ours is a world of nuclear giants and ethical infants. We know more about war than we know about peace, more about killing then we know about living. If we continue to develop our technology without wisdom or prudence, our servant may prove to be our executioner. Wise words, right? 
prophetic. 1948, General Omar Bradley. Isn't it interesting uh, to our fellow chicken hawks out there, you know, how people who have actually been there, done that, want to have nothing to do with war. Absolutely nothing to do. You know, yet, yet we have some who have no inkling of what that is that want to sit in the bar and, prof and profess to know everything and say, let's just keep, send more in there, send more into the meat grinder. Of course I would go, but you know, my football me, gee whiz, but gosh, since I can't go send everybody else, but don't send my kids. So I just think that's an interesting quote. Um, you know, certainly is applicable as we look at things like is, is Facebook proving to be our executioner? Is social media proving to be, is it a tool or is it hindrance? Has it done more good? Has it done more bad? And at the end of the day, who's to blame? Who's to blame for Facebook putting profits over people? That's Facebook's problem, right? That's not our problem. That's not any other, because they're the only company that does that. They're the only company that puts profits. In fact, they're the only organization, right? Facebook must be the only organization that covers its ass at the expense of people. Or is Facebook just a reflection of everything? Reflection of a skewed moral compass that with the right intent, we don't want to be a bunch of narcissistic assholes. There's always middle ground here. We're, we don't live in the extremes in this fucking podcast. We live in the world of trying to get things done, which means I could be wrong, which means you have to listen, which means you have to have conversations and you have to be willing to be held accountable. The problems at Facebook are our problems as a collective society because we are programming and we are currently programming. This is, this is the way we're, we're brought up. Honor the flag. These things are important. Don't get me wrong. But what happens? Put, go team. Go team. Hey, man, I'm all about the core. I'm all about this branch of the military. Mission over the welfare of the troops. What happens when we have a tendency to start placing more value on human-made institutions? than what the what the purpose of them was originally supposed to be which is to serve humanity serve the so you have let's say and i don't want to pick on law enforcement but i will but it's no different no different and you go why won't cops talk about dirty cops well because we're we're programming people put the team first you hear it a lot man i don't want to hurt the organization if i say this i'm going to hurt the organization well fuck the people that the organization serves they come second. So Facebook, we own it. And a hearts and a meme and a virtue signal and a, a, a posting about Facebook sucks is noise. It's noise. At the end, and so I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't have the script, right, to improve this. But perhaps my role at a very micro level would be trying that thing. And look, I'm guilty of all these things. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of like, for example, there might be some major accident out there. My former profession. Oh gosh, somebody got hurt on this piece of automation out in Timbuktu. I better review the procedures to make sure there's nothing we told them wrong 
we got to hang this fucker out to dry and make sure we, the organization's protected. Yeah, they may be missing an arm, but that's not on us. Let's make sure we do everything possible to protect the organization and minimize corporate liability. Meanwhile, person out there missing a limb is going, what the fuck, man? I've pissed blood for this fucking organization. I've, I've done everything possible. I'm a dedicated employee. I thought I was okay. Now all of a sudden I'm a piece of shit. You're not a piece of shit. What you represent is a threat. You represent a potential financial liability. Managing that potential financial liability that you represent is way more important than your humanity, than your sense of well-being and your overall wellness. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is. It's neither good nor bad. Try not to put opinion on it. That's the as is state. Is that what we want? Once again, there's middle ground, right? There's middle ground. But I would argue that because of this, quote, skewed moral compass, we don't honor the person that has the guts to speak out. They're traitors. They're turncoats. They're disloyal. And then we go, well, how come people won't talk about corruption within their organizations? How come they're so reluctant to point out the bad actors? Well, the consequences are so damn heavy because our moral compass is skewed. That's just is my opinion. So... Um, going on to the next, I'm not going to get on this. I'm not going to go on this too much because I, this is not the kind of podcast we are, but I do like Powell's leadership rules and, you know, th this is a condensed version of them. I can go more in depth, you know, uh, on each one that might be for a later time. Cause I really want to talk about other things, but, uh, these, these, you know, with him passing there, there, there was a lot of things as a person coming up in the world um a lot of his leadership management principles i found applicable not only in a military setting but in a private sector setting and in a way to conduct one's life these are almost rules to conduct and and once again i always miss the mark always every day it's it this is just I almost think of life as like a learning organization where you have this closed loop system of you try things, make mistakes, go back to the drawing board, but you have this continuous loop where you're constantly learning and you're learning from, it's not a failure. You're learning from ways to, to, to improve. How can you improve? Well, that, that, that involves having a culture internally where Failure is not this negative thing. We're making a mistake and is not like, holy fuck, I, I can't. That's a part of it. You learn from it. Anyway, these are going to be hard for me to read because I'm going to have to move the screen a little bit. Bear with me here, man. Obviously, I don't have these memorized. For those of you that are watching this, you can see the visual aids. Uh, 13 rules. Number one, it ain't as bad as you think. It will all look better in the morning. I think most of us can agree with that, right? I can tell you there's been countless times where um, 
you know, especially like if anybody's an engineer, programmers work, to, anything to, mechanical, technical, where it's analytical and you're working long hours and you can't solve something. It could be a math, it could be anything. And you just fucking work and work and work and work and you can't solve it. And you finally collapse from exhaustion. You sleep, you wake up with a clear head and you solve it within the next couple of minutes. That's what I used. That's when, you know, before my accident, running for me was my meditation period. I, I got a lot of problems solved during running. It was a timeout, a way to clear my head. It almost simulated sleep, right? But there would be a lot of end of the world fucking problems that a good night's sleep or a run and or a run would help solve. You know, give your, I mean, I guess the lesson is give, give yourself a little bit, step away. Sometimes we can be too close to things. That's why we have people proofread shit. Anyway, number two. Get mad, then get over it. I think that's a good, at first, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be pissed off, right? It's, you know, I, I think it's, I, I, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge the things that suck, but get over it's very, you know, um, from a personal situation. I realize I talk about this too much, but, um, you know, I was mad after my accident in 2016 because an organization placed itself over my welfare. They lied. They did a lot of wrong things. It came out of nowhere. So a lot, I could be justified in being angry and at the rest of my life, but what would that accomplish? I mean, it, 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 from a selfish standpoint, I want to have a happy life. Okay. So it's almost self-preservation. I had to learn this the hard way. I spent two and a half years wallowing in this shit, wallowing in the anger, wallowing in it. And you got to let it go. It's hard. It's hard. But getting things done, getting things done, making progress in the world, personal progress, Got to get over these resentments. It's one of one of the few things they said in AA that made some sense to me is you can't live with these fucking resentments and anger your entire life. It just, this will eat up at you. Number three, avoid having your ego so close to your position that when your position fail, falls, your ego goes with it. I think this goes right into the, this is a great piece. Sorry, dogs are barking. This is a great piece of advice. It goes right along the lines with, um, having balance. I I've talked about this before, you know, way back when I was a douchebag and I would mentor, uh, employees and they'd sit down with me and they go, Hey, Will Dick, I really want to have a good career and all this shit. We talk about all this bullshit. Right. And I'm sorry about the dogs. I'll stop here in a second. There's a bunch of deer running around here. And when they do, they go ballistic. I let them do it. Deer goes away. Anyway, what what, ha what what's going to happen in life, and we all know this, is sometimes you have a bad day at work. Well, okay. Or sometimes you have a bad day with your significant other at home, with your spouse, your family. Or if you play softball, you, you fucking suck it up. What I'm saying is that I believe it's important to, to have life in balance, almost to the point where... And this is going to sound cheesy, man. And I'm not the kind of guy, like, write a note, read an affirmation. I'm not this kind of guy. But I would recommend going through this exercise. I would recommend the following. Making a column for work. Making a column for leisure. 
making a column for family, make a column for learning, okay? All the dimensions of life. Put down, what, what are you going to do to make sure that you're, you're learning, you're, 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 you're learning something that's balanced. What are you going to make sure that your profession's balanced, work is balanced, all these things, right? So when you have a shit day in one of these phases, you have something else. If you tie your identity, your whole sense of self-worth, if you're all in, for example, like what this says is a career. Well, then when that career goes to shit, your sense of self-worth, you as a person goes to shit. Unfortunately for me, that's one of the things I had to deal with after my spinal injury. I no longer had a career. The thing I fucking busted my ass, busted my ass, you know, lost a marriage because of it. I put it above everything, right? It was who I was, man. It was, you know, went to school, all this shit. And I'm no different, but that it was my identity. It's my identity. Who are you? I'm a boom. I'm an engineer. I'm a manager. I'm a this. I'm a that. It's always that before I, I like to play guitar and smoke weed. Right? It's my identity. When that was taken, right? Well, not taken as a strong. When I did not have that, that my failure to have any everything else in balance meant that my life was tank. It was like all phases suck. And that's a very dark place to be. That's a very dark place to be. So just mental health wise, um, for it can be done. All right. That's pretty simplistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it can be that. That's my thing. I mean, it, you know, nothing is impossible. It can be done. Be careful. Number five, be careful what you choose. You may get it true that uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a, for instance, my father was in Vietnam multiple times first couple times he was in vietnam he was uh daspo right uh which was photographers and stuff then 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 they say hey you're a junior officer um you know a really good ticket punch is to go to ranger school because that ranger tab will help you get that next promotion okay i'll do that well, there were people that went through that ranger training had, who had been to Vietnam in non-combatant roles, survived it back home in, quote, the world. Now they're going to go through ranger school to punch the ticket. They get done with ranger school and they find out, oh, gee whiz, guess what? We've got a shortage of, uh, you know, O3s, uh, fucking rangers. You get to go back to Vietnam in a combat position. The point I'm trying to make is if you're going to punch a ticket, be willing to live with the consequences of that ticket. If you're doing something because, hey, it looks good on paper, be willing to go if somebody takes you seriously. So in other words, I, this I don't know this is a good example. If you're going to go to ranger school, make sure you understand what the, the outcome of that is. It's not the ranger tab right? It's not that this looks good on paper. It's the possibility that now you are quote ranger qualified and you may be, a, so be willing to do that. So that's, I, I think that's very powerful, man. Uh, don't let adverse facts stand in the way of a good decision. You can't make someone else's choices. You shouldn't let someone else make yours. That's, that's, you know, for me, that's easier said than done. I don't know how everybody else is, 
but I'm, you know, I wish I was different, but boy, oh boy, you know, the older I get, the more I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or upset anybody. Right. I, I want to make everybody happy with the decisions I make. I don't want to make anybody unhappy. Right. But if I'm paralyzed by that, right. And I'm putting myself in a work context. If I'm paralyzed by, I got to, you're never going to make anybody happy. Right. Everybody. You're, it's never going to happen. Right. You have to make decisions. And, and sometimes, often, those decisions are going to not be the most popular decisions for certain people. Right. So it's just, but don't, you know, I, the point is, you know, if, if you allow yourself to be swayed, then, then how effective are you going to be as a manager, as a human being? Because you're not really, you're not on your course. You're allowing everybody else to dictate what's in your heart, soul, all that kind of bullshit. Um, check small things. Yeah. Yeah. Be detail oriented. I'll just put it that way. Share credit hands down. Without a doubt, douchebags. If there's any douchebag managers out there that like to steal credit, all that kind of shit, that is weak bullshit. Uh, that catches up with you. Trust me. Be the kind of person that 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 not only shares credit but gives credit, man. You know, don't don't. I I just if you want to be effective in life. Don't worry about personal accolades, but be very, very willing to fucking make sure that the people that are fucking helping you do shit get the credit they deserve. Please. I mean, that's very important. Remain calm. Be kind. Yeah. Remain calm. Nobody likes um, to be around someone that can't handle tension, pressure well. Right. You always, you always hear about these pilots when, Oh God, the guy was so calm and you know, well, they're trained, you know, yeah, we may die here. This plane may crash. This is very easy for me to sit here and say, as I'm sipping green tea in my nice warm podcast studio. Right. I recognize that, but to try to remain level headed in, in times of stress, um, especially if you're in any kind of leadership management capacity is key. People are going to be looking to you, man. A sense of calm, a sense of, you know, helps reassure, helps people, okay, not be afraid to work, not be afraid of, quote, upsetting the manager. You start twisting off in a million directions of stress, people are going to be afraid. Everything's going to shut down. I ain't going to do shit right now, man. Everything's fucking twisting this guy off. So things just get worse. Um, have a vision, uh, be kind. Uh, that was in that last one. It's almost like a, God, it seems like a trigger word these days. Cause you hear a lot of politicians say it, but there's, there is an awful lot to not being an asshole. Right. And there, there's an awful lot. It, do, it doesn't mean you have to take shit. It doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to be kind and I'm going to be a fucking doormat. No, but you know, be, be a decent fucking human being, man. We're not fucking curing cancer. Most of us are not curing cancer here. All right. It's not that fucking important. Um, have vision, be demanding vision. That's another word that gets tough, but I used to, I used to scoff at vision. I used, I used to say, uh, visionaries are people that don't want to work for a living, but it is important to be able to be able to see beyond the as is right. And say, hey, look, we make fucking buggy whips. And gosh, 
there's nobody really buying horse buggies anymore. So, but I have a vision what we can do with these tools that we have and we can do a couple of tweaks and now maybe we can build fucking something that's relevant. But that's that 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 takes a vision of being able to see something in the future, right? And and communicate that. Be demanding. I I always like to change that to like demanding. It sounds like in time. It's a trigger word for me, right? Probably for a lot demanding. He's a demanding boss. Well, that's probably once. I hate this is going to sound like apologetics, but it all depends on how you define demanding. I would say have high expectations, man. And what I mean is, you know, you believe that people can accomplish things. Have you know, expect them. You know, have confidence they can do this. You know, don't take take counsel of your fears and naysayers. Huh? Amen to that, my brother. I don't know what else to say. Perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. Yes, it is. However. Fine line. Perpetual optimism at the expense of recognizing what fucking current reality is, is delusional, for example. Like, uh, well, look, my job is just to be a cheerleader here, and I don't really want to point out any dangers because that's going to scare people. So I'm just going to be a cheerleader. I think, I think it's important to say, hey, this sucks, but we're going to get out of this sucks. And we've got, and that's what I'm talking about. Don't, don't, don't like pretend the uh, bullshit reality away, so to speak, man. So there, these dogs, oh my God. Um, hang on for a second here. Let me switch gears here. All right. So the dogs are going into another thing. So there, there we are for the morning fucking bullshit. I just felt like going through that. Ah, I didn't lose anybody. Thank gosh. Well, now we'll get into fun stuff. Let's look at the comments here. It's not bad. I did it. Spicoli did it. We, yay, good, good. Now we're going to change tones, man. All right, so that's the, uh, let me switch the uh, screen here. This morning, Radio Parless saw some of it. I went to a place called um, Skyline Ridge in Canyon City. Skyline Ridge is a road, right? Hang on. There we go. Skyline Ridge, Canyon City. I'll actually, uh, I want to get the date right. I should have this memorized by now, man. Um, Skyline Drive, sorry. Skyline Drive in Canyon City, Colorado. Skyline Drive is, it's, it's a road. It's a single lane roadway built along the side of the mountain. So you can like, it's, it's amazing. I'll, I'll read this to you. It does a much better job. Oh, and I got the dates wrong. Uh, Skyline drive is a scenic roadway in Canyon city, Colorado. It was built by inmate labor in 1905. I kept thinking the twenties, the road, you don't need all the details, but basically it was built by uh, inmate la labor from the Colorado territorial museum in 1905 considering the year, even now it's an engineering feat, man. It's this road that is built into the mountain, uh, along Canyon city. And it's really cool. And so I, I, I try to go there quite a bit. It's become my quote temple, but I was, I'm working with some time-lapse photography and shit. And so I want to, I want to, it's just something to do. So I was there this morning, skyline Ridge, checking out the vibe. 
living the dream, taking in the sunset, sunrise. That's how I started my day. So um, there may be some videos and stuff of it. You see, if uh, anybody was watching the stream, they saw um, when we started, there was an intro video, which was the sunrise, the skyline drive. So a little bit of history there. It's fascinating, though. Fascinating in that get, get the thing is 1905, man. Right. You know, um, we've got a lot of, you know, construction equipment nowadays that makes that job easier. I got to, and this was inmate labor. There was probably not a lot of love when that thing was put together. If you know what I'm saying it, but it is an amazing piece of, of engineering, man. It's, it's remarkable. And, uh, not only that, it's, um, it, it's just, it's like, especially now, not many people are up that not, you know, most people are working, they have lives. They're not in my situation. Right. I got up this super early this morning and I was just like, ah, fuck it. Let me head up there. And, and, but it's peaceful. You get to take it in. I don't know. Um, what I am, what I would like to do. And I, I'm, you know, but there's like, there's no like electrical outlets out there, right? Stuff like this. And I'm me, I'm not like Will Dick Incorporated. So, you know, I can't throw thousands of dollars at this, but I, I think I got to, I'm very close. What I want to do is have like a, like a little music thing up there. Not me, others unplugged, you know, like an hour kind of like unplugged with a couple of local musicians here. I'm talking to a few of them, see if they'd be willing, but, but with really good sound, real good video. Um, so I'm, I'm testing certain equipment up there, but that's something I would like to do here in the very new future is like, Hey man, this Friday at 11 PM, we're going to do a moonlight fucking unplugged fucking concert from the top of skyline drive, man. And, but have it in such a way where it can be interactive and stuff and people can be so very close. I mean, and look, technically it could be done, but, I don't want to spend like money. So, um, I'm trying to figure out how to do it with, with, with what I got. And I, and I, and I think I'm pretty close. So now I got to do is just find people willing to do it. But I think that would be cool. That's on my to-do list. I don't think it's a bucket list item yet, but I'd like to do that. I think it would be cool. So that's skyline drive here in, uh, here in uh, Canyon city, Colorado. So real quick, Real quick, um, oh, geez. So, say, so, hey, I, I, I'll I just got texted. Uh, they wanted to know if they wanted to buy my house, which sold in May. I, I just, it's like, how are they getting my number? Anyway, let's, uh, oh my God, these dogs. Um, let's go to, uh, I'm going to read the news. I'm going to read the headlines. Um, this doesn't mean we're going to get into a bunch of like, this guy sucks, that guy sucks, but. Um, couple headlines here. Investigators confused Brian Laundrie's mother for him while watching their home. Police reportedly acknowledge that doesn't really seem like big news, but okay. Um, <sighs> Biden's refusal of executive privilege claim ignites Trump storm. I, like I said, I haven't watched the news in a couple of days, but I, I know what that's about. I'm sure everybody else does. We don't need to discuss it. Let's not, I, I, like I said, we don't do politics here. Um, 
Oh, wow. Check this out. This is an interesting story. Cyclist survives attack from 500 pound bear by kicking the animal. Hey man, you know what? I've never had a bear encounter. I mean, like where it's attacked me. Um, I don't know if kicking a bear is what we're supposed to do. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll look for tomorrow's podcast. We'll talk about what to do in a bear attack. Now I've heard like when I used to backpack, conventional wisdom was, oh man, when a bear attacks you, just get in the fetal position, right? So luckily that never happened for me to test that. Cause it would be, uh, you know, I'd probably be like this cyclist think you thinking kick. I, I somehow, I think that's luck. I think of a 500 bear, 500 pound bear attacks you kicking the bear would be, um, would be, um, antagonizing. But what do I know? But by tomorrow we'll research that up. I still got to get in touch with the Bigfoot guy I ran across, uh, Beginning of the summer, I ran across a dude that was down here from Canada on vacation. And he told me the reason why he was here was he was a Bigfoot hunter. That was and and you know, and I'm like, wow, man, we've got Bigfoot hunters. We've got um, people, flat earthers. It's a very interesting world we live in, man. And I'm wondering how much success he's had with Bigfoot, man. You know? Is there, is there, is there, you know, like I said, I've been checked out for a couple of years, but has there been a resurgence of Bigfoot sightings or something like that? There are some religions out there that, that, that claim Bigfoot is Cain. Um, so, so it's all, it's always interesting. So if Bigfoot's still out there, we'll find out by the end of the summer. I'm going to go back through some leadership stuff in a second. I just wanted to take a little bit of a break from it. I realize most people don't need to hear about shit, especially on today's Tuesday, a work day. Last thing people want to do is get droned on and on and on about um, things that make you a more e effective employee, so to speak. That's not why I'm reading these things. I, I just think they, I think they're good for life. And I think they're good for now. Once again, I mean, you know, it's very easy to buy into the narrative that we don't get along and that we're arguing and, and we're so divided and da da da. That's a, that, and 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 I'm and look. How much of that do you think is stoked? Right. Once again, getting back to Facebook. You know, I'd like to know, man. Do you think Facebook's the only company out there that places profits above fucking their their fucking customers? And 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 let me remind everybody, Facebook's for free. If the product's for free, we're the product. I, you know, look, I use Facebook. I use Twitter. I use all these places that are, quote, free. But I know what I'm getting into. I'm the product. We're the product on Facebook. You know, our, they, they're talking about rebranding it. I, I, hope, I, would, I, I wish they would just call it what it is. Data mine. Come, come here, come in, come to our free data and tracking mining service where we are going to fucking put algorithms and all kinds of systems in place that, that track your decision-making. What, what gets you to engage more? What gets you to do all this? We're all being played. All of us to include, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that this stoking of division is, is to, to keep to keep, maintain, or acquire power finances. 
what would happen? Think of all the nonprofits that would crumble if we didn't argue. Do, do we think nonprofits are any different than any other organization? Perhaps there are some nonprofits out there that serve themselves first before they serve whatever their nonprofit claims to do. Perhaps there are some, I don't know, perhaps that's cynical, right? But I, I believe that there are some nonprofits out there and I'm not going to name them by name because there are nonprofits out there. So just because something's a nonprofit doesn't automatically click them off the fucking culpability or I mean, click them off to having to be fucking ethical citizens train. Hey, I'm a nonprofit, man. Oh, well then you must be above board because you're a nonprofit, right? You're, you work for your journalist. So you must follow the rules of journalism and vet everything before you throw it out there. You don't have an agenda. You don't have an, an opinion. Look, we all do. I, we're all biased in one way, shape or form to pretend we're not is, is foolish. We try to minimize that and just pass on facts, but gosh, you know, what do we watch? What compels our viewing behavior? What compels us to follow something? What compels us to stay engaged with something? Is it a positive message? Huh? Is it? If somebody was live streaming two people fighting right now, would we drop everything to watch that to want to know what's going on? So of course these things are, are ways to, to manipulate us. I'm not saying they don't exist. Don't get me wrong. I mean, fuck dude. I can't believe some of the silliness I'm running across, but I also think a lot of it's manufactured. So we're predisposed before we walk out the door every day. Oh shit. I better be on guard. Cause we're, I got to Cause somebody may say something political that I disagree with and I better be prepared to post on social media. So everybody could fucking give me likes in my echo chamber that I'm right. Because I got hearts and memes on my side and I'm going to, I'm going to talk and interact with my echo chamber and have them confirm. I'll never fucking forget very early on into my podcasting when I attempted to, 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 to be an exam or try to do coexistence. And I would have people that would say, Hey man, I'm into coexistence, but if you believe in X, Y, Z, I won't even sit down and talk with you. Well, look, this may, may be bad news. And this is just my opinion. So you can take this opinion with a grain of salt. But if you are unwilling to have a conversation, sit down, be in the same space with someone that doesn't view the world as you do, you're not ready to say you're about coexistence. You're a fucking poser. And that's just the way it is. You know, be willing, get out of your fucking echo chambers, man. People, I mean, or, or not, you know, I just, this, I just, I'm just very, very, like I said, outside looking in this getting old is a trip guys getting old is a trip because truthfully, truthfully, there's a lot of people that are picking up my slack. You know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm very grateful that we live in a society that, you know, we're not on the fucking Oregon trail where you're saying, Hey, Will, sorry about your fucking spine, dude. We'll see you around. Hope you make it out of here, but we got to keep moving. 
you know? And so I'm frozen to death until the Donner party shows up, man. And they go, Hey, we're hungry. We'll fucking will Dick's dead over there. And they froze. So the meat may be tender. Okay. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but I, you know, I, I, I used to surround myself with people that agreed with me and, um, and people that just saw the world the way I did liked my, what I liked, liked the teams that I liked, agreed with me on this, agreed with me on that. That way I didn't have to like be around, you know, quote assholes, right? Just because somebody doesn't see something the way I do, they become an asshole. Well, that was the way I used to think, you know, but, and once again, you know, this is all, I fall every day. These are things I aspire to do, not things I am doing. I'm a fucking mess, man. You know, I'd like to tell you that I've completely let the past go, but I haven't. I wish I could. I mean, it's much better. But there are days, man, there are days, and I'm sure everybody else has it, days when that thing or whatever it is that happened to you in your life, that thing that haunts you, right? It may be in something you've done or something or somebody's done to you or a combination. Whatever it is, it haunts you and you can't let it go and you think you've let it go and you've done all the things to let it go. For me and not everybody else, for me, there's only so much therapy can do. There's only so much, you know, mental health stuff can do, right? There are certain things that I, you know what? It's going to happen. I just, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to be triggered at times, you know? I'm just trying to, getting back to what I talked about in the beginning, learn from each time it happens. The last, not this past weekend, but the weekend before was horrible for me. It was horrible. It was, you know, and, uh, it, and I got into that headspace for about 48 hours and that, and, and let me tell you where that head, you know, everybody's different. My situation's different it, 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 and your situation's different. Everybody's situation's different. But when I get in, when I get into that headspace, right, then I start going like, Oh fuck, my back's always going to hurt. And it's getting worse every day. It's never going to improve. All right. That starts happening. Then I start going like, gosh, man, if my former employer would have been fucking ethical, maybe we could have done quicker treatment. It would have been this bad. Ah, or if that doctor would have fucking listened to me, maybe that bone infection wouldn't have been left to do damage for a year and a half. Right. Get into all this. And at the end of the day, at the end of this darkness, this period of time, I'm left in this dark hole where I'm blaming the entire world and every moment's darker than the previous moment. And there I am, right? Doing myself no good and certainly no good to anybody around me. So yeah, we fall. At least I do all the time, all the time. Got out of it, you know, um, it does. And you know what? I'm going to have another one. It's going to happen again. It may be, that was the first, that was the first really dark place I'd been to in about a year and a half. Right. That's okay. I'm not afraid of it. It's that if it happens again, it doesn't mean I failed. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It, it, you know, doesn't mean life sucks, you know, 
I want to give myself, getting back to Powell's leadership principles, sleep on it. Give myself a day. Um, where is it at? Uh, remain calm. You know, perpetual optimism. Right? But not at the expense of current reality. So, yes, all of our situations could be better. But, you know, whatever it is, it's like not firing on all cylinders. You know, it, it could be managed. It's not, as, it's not as major now as it was in that weekend when I'm floundering all in the fucking, all in the negativity. And I just, you know... Like I said, as I get older, my flaws, my many, my virtual cornucopia flaws become easier to see. And the mistakes that I've made and mistakes that I continue to make have become easier to see. Right? And the solution becomes easier. Because I'm not... the the solution is easier and hard all at the same time. But it starts, I, I'm getting to quote this, whatever this fucking narrative is of what we collectively as a society are going through, right? Well, it's all this candidate. It's that candidate. If it wasn't for these people, nah, man, we own it. We own it. We, like I said, we own Facebook. Cast the first stone if, if you've never fucking... Uh, been in, in, in a position where you put a, 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 a human-made organization, principle, philosophy, all right, ahead of, ahead of an individual. It's humanity. I've done it unknowingly and knowingly. Get on board with the team. Come on, man. The core comes first, the flag, country, God, all the stuff that we're programmed, whatever, wherever your background is, there's some level of programming where you got to give it up to the team, give it up to the, you know what I mean? Once again, there's middle ground. I don't want to live in a world where, where people, you know, have no sense of obligations to institutions. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying though, that these things were created to serve us, serve us. Not the other way around. We're not here to deserve the Department of Energy, the Department of Transportation. It's not our job to get up and serve, you know, Amazon. Serve the local police department, the fucking school, the, the, the city hall, right? These things were created by us to help serve us, to improve our quality of life. Their primary purpose is to serve us. Not, hey man, make sure you spend all the money in the budget this year because we won't get that back next year. Well, what will we do with it? I don't know yet, but we need all the funding we can get. Why? What are we going to do with it? We're going to keep this organization viable. That's what we're going to do with the funding. We're going to keep this organization viable. Well, what services are we going to do? I don't know, but we got to quote, justify our existence. Justify our existence. So, simple yet difficult. 
because it's nuanced. And I think we, we've, we're evolving or we we're, we're allowing, we're allowing others, perhaps others to evolve us to a, uh, to a world that's either or where there's no middle ground. There's no nuance. I argue my, one of my, and I'll, I'll use a religious example because this way it's not politics. I piss off less people if I use, okay. But holding the middle ground is really rough. Some, some people say, well, that's wishy-washy. Get off the fence. Choose a side. So I attempted to be one of those kind of guys that held the ground. I, there was this, there was a church I was a part of a long time ago. And I, uh, I didn't agree with a lot of things this church had to say. In fact, I really didn't agree with it. And I wanted to leave this church. But I kept thinking, what about others that couldn't leave for whatever reason? They would lose family relationships or whatever. There's some religions out there like that, believe it or not, to where if you decide, hey, I, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, you're at risk of losing your family connections, your career, a lot of things. It's shocking. It still happens. So I decided I'm going to, I'm going to stay and be quote an ally. And, uh, that's, that's very, look, not as hard as being somebody that's stuck in that. Don't get me wrong, but being somebody that's trying to get both both sides of an issue to to meet in the middle and and be the person that it's tough i i could i had to leave man for, for i don't want to get into it because I, I i i'm not an anti-religion guy at all i don't want to be confused but i'm not a religious guy but um i uh you know my motivation for hanging with that was 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 to try to like show some kind of semblance of of middle ground of, Hey man, you know, we gotta, but anyway, being the person that, that, that is a tough spot to be, you know, it's, uh, one of, one of Powell's leadership things that, you know, talks about, you know, leadership is lonely. It is lonely, not leadership. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that is, but being true to yourself, right. Being true to yourself could be lonely at times. Could mean that, that you're outside of everybody's reindeer games, man, because you're not playing ball in the environment you're in, right? So it could be lonely. But seeing the world in either or terms, seeing issues in yes or no, either or, boy, oh boy, oh boy, man. That's uh that's that's a that's a difficult world we're creating. Right. That's a very difficult spot. Pick a side, pick a side. So, but once again, I personally, and even here where I'm at, which is in parts unknown, Colorado, man, which is this particular area is not tie dye, uh, dead, uh, grateful dead followers, man. This is a rural, rural area compared, you know, a little bit outside of Pueblo, a little bit outside Colorado Springs. People don't want to see change here. And so they'll have like, uh, 
a lot of views that I won't agree with, that I don't, you know, that I see things differently. Having said that, my interactions have been nothing but pleasant. You know, when I stop and just talk and I make a point of it every day to, to, to talk to both, the, there's a lot of old people here with a lot of time on their hands. And I will talk to the people that sit in the Republican headquarters with their Trump cutouts. And then I'll go right across the street and I'll talk with the people in the Democratic headquarters. And I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about the other side. I ask them about stuff like, hey, I was thinking about going to this museum. that, And we talk about the other things. And I find the conversations are pleasant. And I'm like, wow. If I were to watch the news, right, it, you know, that shows us just the most doofus on any side. I mean, come on, how hard is it to find a stupid person in today's world willing to come on camera and say something stupid? That's not news, guys. Hey, I mean, I'm going to say it. I think CNN's, I think Fox is fucked up. I think, see, I used to, I made the mistake coming out of my little fucking accident. I was like, man, I just want to find news that's not opinion. So I knew MSNBC was one way, and I knew Fox was one way, and I just made the assumption that CNN was one way. CNN's got a fucking agenda, dude. And, and well, they all do, you know? Um, so it doesn't mean that they're all wrong. Everything they're saying is wrong. It's just, but when they do these reports of, you know, so-and-so found dipshit number five, at this fucking convention to come on camera and say something batshit fucking crazy. What are they, what are they doing? What, what, what exactly are they trying to perpetuate when they do that? You know, they probably were, there were, whether, look, whether or not you agree with the, the deals, there were probably reasonable people there, but don't put them on camera because that defeats what we're trying to do here and stoke the flames of division. You know, why was, why was pastor, why did pastor Greg, have so many followers on Twitters before he was deplatformed. Even people that don't agree with him. What, what I find it's really funny is uh, there'll be Twitter, you know, that, that people will follow somebody on Twitter that they despise just so they could get on the threads and tell them how much they despise them. Or when it's the case when 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 Trump came down with COVID to tell his son, I hope your dad dies. Or when Kathy Griffith says she's got lung cancer, I hope you die, Kathy, because you've said ugly things. Or when Alec Baldwin gets involved in his accident, you're a prick, Alec. You're a douchebag. We're so fucking perfect, all of us. So perfect. But when our hate gets to that level, right, and our disagreement, and, and the line that, well, this is different, that doesn't fucking wash with me. You know, you either, all, you either are consistent with coexistence or you're not. I guess that's either or, isn't it? You know, but it doesn't wash with me. Well, you got to understand, I normally wouldn't wish somebody to die, but this is different. No, it's not. You, would, you are that... You, we all have the capability. We all have a dark side. Acknowledge it. Don't, don't try to spin it away. But I, I argue, I would argue 
that it is not healthy to be to wish someone death. Moreover, to tell someone's son that you want to suspend politics. Let's pretend it's not even political. And for the record, I'm not a Trump supporter. Okay. That doesn't mean I can't have a conversation, right? But I, I, I have a different style that resonates with me than the style that Trump has. Okay. That this is not politic politics. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to tell his kid, even though his kid may be a douchebag, that I want his dad to fucking die on Twitter. What kind of fucking people are, are we, if, that, if that's our fucking deal, man? What world, what world is this? And it's not, like I said, it, it, it's, yeah, you're right, man. Those libs are terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, well, what about when Kathy Griffith says she has lung cancer? I want you to die. Is that, is that what you want for your karma? Right? Is that the kind of karma energy? It's crazy. I hope you die. That's crazy, man. That's our karma. That's, that's how passionate. Well, you got to understand, man. You got to take a side here. Well, first hour's done. Now let's talk about something fun. So I went to Mexico. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm only allowed to do uh, two hours. So we're, we got another hour left to go, maybe, depending, you know. Um, I, like I said, I'm all out of whack, dude. This is not, I, I, I said yesterday, we're going to turn this into a nighttime podcast and I'll be straight up. I fell asleep, man. That's becoming kind of a problem with me. Not falling asleep is that, you know, when I'm getting up at three o'clock in the morning, man, which is what I've been doing lately. It's like, what the fuck am I doing, man? Trying to work at a dairy farm. So, um, hopefully the plan is to be back on tonight for like just a get high fucking stream of consciousness, pick up the guitar, talk shit, bring out the puppets and, and do some stuff like that. Speaking of which, speaking of puppets, um, if you're new to this experience, um, please go to the art of floundering YouTube channel. Um, it may not be your thing, trust me, but, uh, the other as there's some, uh, puppet shows and animations that you may, want to watch may not but please give it a shot and if you dig them would you like and follow that because that's kind of believe it or not it's part of my plan i know it sounds crazy god it, it is crazy it is crazy it's crazy when people see what i'm doing they're like this is your fucking plan yeah puppets are my plan but it's, it's strategic it's not about puppets so when you watch the puppets it's not much it's not about the puppets it's where this is going Where's it going? I have no idea. <laughs> I do have an idea. But just like the mistake I made 31 years ago when I left Colorado and thought, I'll never come back. I'm never coming back here. Um, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to base, you know, 30 years from now on that. And, you know, life happens, life gets thrown at you, all kinds of things happen, 
you know, I think goal setting is important, but gosh, man, I think too far in the horizon becomes ridiculous. Um, you know, so I try not to get more than three or four months. I mean, I have general ideas. Like I could tell you generally right now, um, that, you know, I want to, I want to do a community studio and I'm not going to get into all the details of that at a general, I can tell you, that's what I want to do. That if I had all the money in the world and I, and, and there was no limitations, no limitations, what I would do with my time is I would a have a community studio and I'm not going to get in. It, it, there's more to it than that, but I would start moving on that. So everything I'm doing kind of feeds into that. And if I were to be real honest, I, I, uh, you know, I talked to, there was a place for sale downtown and, you know, a guy gave me the price and, you know, you got, now keep in mind, you, here, here's the deal. There's no return on investment on what I'm doing. There's no, Hey, what's your five-year plan? How are we get there, 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 this isn't, this isn't a financial investment. So there's no looking at the spreadsheet, looking at the ROI or the net present value of any kind of upfront. This is an investment in karma, investment in community. It's a long-term investment. I believe this could, this could transform lives. I may be wrong, but, um, this is what I'm working towards. So getting back to the puppets, I keep going like, what can I, and I honestly, I'm, I'm going to still do them, but I thought somehow that would help facilitate this. I, I was delusional. I'm still not giving up, but I'm going to do a pitch to a network. Um, it's a long shot. It's, and it's not because I want the puppets to be known, but if it could help me get this studio and do what I want to do with the community, then I'll do it. But maybe puppets aren't the way to go. I mean, right now they are. But what I'm saying is I, I can't, you know, six months from now, I may be on to something else that makes more sense, right? Maybe what I'll, no, but, you know, that that's what I'd like to do. And there'll be more to come with that. Um, and, and so that's what I would like to do. And, and so setting goals for that, you know, long-term, ah, gosh, guys, you know. So back to the news real quick. There was, there was another one that jumped out at me. Um, uh, Kat Von D, that wasn't the one, but there's a tattoo parlor close. I didn't know that would be big news, man. But Kat Von D, this, I feel bad. I'm so out of fucking pop culture, man. I'm going to have to Google. I don't know who Kat Von D is. Man, am I that much of a dick? Am I the guy that's going to say the Leonard Skinner? He's really good. Am I going to be that guy that says, you know, Leonard Skinner? He's good. Um, it's an American tattoo artist, model, and entrepreneur recording artist, best known for, oh, TLC. Okay. If it's reality TV, you can, you count me out. I, I, you know, I just have never got into reality TV. Never. I tried. I tried the first year. I'm old. The first year survivor came out. I tried and I was like, what am I doing? And then the first year big brother came out. I tried. I can't do reality TV, man. I like documentaries. I like real stuff, but reality TV, I, I just doesn't resonate with me. Like the Kardashians, all that shit. What was that called? Keeping up with the Kardashians, all that. More power to you, man. If you could swing a deal where they just film you scratching your balls and you're making bread, what a great deal, right? But 
I, it just never resonated with me because it just felt like it, the, the reality was manufactured. Oh, wow. You, you know, so, um, but I do like, remember, I don't know if anybody remembers this. There was an old fucking documentary, Peter Falk, Columbo, uh, called Scare Straight. If you haven't watched Scared Straight, you need to watch Scared Straight. If it was under the public domain, we'd have a, like a movie night where we do comments and stuff on it. You know, that's another thing I'd like to get back doing. I, I, you know, um, well, let me get back to Scared Straight. Scared Straight. What the premise of this, if you haven't seen it, is they, they, they take a bunch of juvenile delinquents and who are, you know, a lot of repeat offenders, shit like this. And they say, okay, we're going to let them spend a day in, in the prison with the convicts for the, and so they, they take them in this, I think it was Rawway, which is in Jersey, right around, uh, for people familiar with Jersey, Rawway, it's right around where Edison is, real close to Princeton, by the way, real close, Rawway is pretty close to Princeton University. Anyway, so I think they take them the Rawway and they got these fucking hardened criminals, man. And excuse the language, right? They're telling hey man, I'm going to fucking, you know, Basically, you know, they're talking about fucking banging them up the ass and all this kind of shit. And these kids are scared to fuck, man. You know, and that was the premise of it. That I remember seeing that as a kid. I mean, because I mean, these convicts like shut your fucking mouth out. Yeah, I mean, it's like holy shit, right? And these kids go into it like, yeah, man, yeah, these cons ain't gonna scare me, man. I'm tough, right? They're all this fucking teenage bravado. And then they go in there, man, these fucking cons, man. And it's part of a volunteer program where, where the, 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 the offenders, inmates, whatever, you know, the, the colloquialism is now. Um, I, here in Colorado, they call them offenders. So, um, you know, they're part of this prison group where they, you know, they, they commit themselves to trying to find ways to keep other. And I give power to them, but try to find ways to keep other kids from going down the path they went. And so their method was the scared straight method. So you get a chance to watch. It's really cool. Now, the disappointing thing is they had a follow-up. Because at first, you know, they, at the end of it, I think all but one didn't have a problem, right? But then you, you, you go back into 20 years and, you know, they, they have shit that happened. But it's very fascinating documentary. Um, and I think they've done, I think they've done updates on it, like a scared straight too, stuff like that. Um, I also believe a, re a reality network tried to do something, but they cheese dicked it up. You know, what was decent about Scared Straight was they didn't try to manufacture the situation. They turned the camera on and they let this program happen. They didn't have some producer going like, wouldn't it be funny or more compelling if we did this, right? And And so... But I, I, I remember seeing Scared Straight, and I remember thinking, holy shit, man. I mean, I was a kid when this, when this came out, and I was like, man, I don't want that to be me. I better keep my shit together. Luckily, I was scared straight, man. But if anybody's ever seen it, I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way about it, but if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. it it's probably on YouTube. If it is, I'll, I'll pass the link on tomorrow, man uh, scared straight. I'm sure it's available somewhere, man. Um, and it, it is absolutely, it's funny and interesting and, and compelling all at once. But what's most compelling to me is the attitudes coming in and then coming out. Cause it's all that, uh, ain't nothing going to get me down. I can handle it. 
da 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 and then the shit is on. They're fucking freaking out, and then they're interviewing them after. They go, I, I don't ever want to come back to this place. I mean, it's just fucking funny, man, because it was like, it went from, mad, ain't shit going to get to me, to I want nothing to do with it. Very good piece of work. Having okay, so ah, one more thing, one more thing. Uh, no, 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 never mind, never mind. It was uh, you guys can read the news. You don't need me to read the headlines to you. I, I, I just tried to find something that was different to read besides the stuff that we all know about. Um, big shout out to Pink Flamenco, Last One Designs, Alphabet, Radio Parless, Alphabet Two, and he in the. USO nine USOE ninety. I'm gonna figure this out. USOE ninety. USO ninety. I don't know. That's gotta mean something that I haven't figured it out yet. I'm not good at those. Like the people that do the things with the license plates, you know, my car, you know, or they'll they'll do it with the letters. I'm I'm just horrible at that. You know, crazy car, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not good at. So we hope to be back tonight at eight o'clock. I hope that you guys will check out the uh, Art of Floundering podcast on YouTube, the puppet shows. Would like some feedback. Like I said, I'm I'm still going to do them. There takes an awful lot to do those, and I'm starting to become convinced, dude. In laws would be yes, the in laws radio parless. Real quick, had a comment over on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, the in laws with Peter uh, Peter Falk and Alan Arkin from '79. That is a fantastic movie, man. Uh, movie recommendation from Radio Parless. You guys, that would be great. Was that radio? No, that was We Enjoy Every Day. That was Wes. Come on, Wes, call in. That was Wes saying, uh, yes, that is perfect, man. I thought that was radio for a second. It was Wes from Stream Surf. Let me do a big shout out real quick. Stream Surf with Wes and Jess on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We Enjoy Every Day. Weed. W-E-E-D, but you go we, W-E, enjoy every day. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Please follow. He uh, does animation, does weed cartoons. Uh, he is on this on this podcast. He's taking a break. He's got some stuff like we all do to take care of, but once he's done, he'll be back. Um, but uh, please support his stuff, man, because it's really fucking great. It's funny. It's not political. It's a place to go and laugh, man. And and it's not a network. It's one of us. Just a regular guy, regular person, just doing it. You can feel good knowing that, hey, man, this is not only really good, really entertaining, but I'm not supporting. I mean, I'm supporting an individual who's grinding. So, and I'll throw it out there. Are there any artists? any musicians, there's any content that you have that you want to, 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 to share. I will be more than happy to share anybody's art, anybody's music, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, I, but that was the whole purpose of my puppet shows. I'll walk you through the vision. Here's my vision. And it's going to be long winded. My background is in business. My graduate education, I have an MBA. I also have a PhD, but that's in what's called industrial engineering and management with a specialty in statistical process control. None of it I can do anymore. Believe it or not, um, after my injury, doing heavy analytical type work, 
sitting in a desk causes me pain. I, it's those days are done. I can't do it. I thought as I was fucking around with puppets, smoking weed one day, I thought, you know, it'd be really cool. Imagine it was somebody with talent, not me, but somebody with talent. You had different voice actors and you had a script and it was a musical, but the music was done by independent fucking musicians. What I was hoping, I was hoping there would be some badass cutting edge band. I don't care what the genre is, but they wrote good lyrics and they and they say, Hey man, I'll feature your fucking band in a fucking puppet show. You're you, I'll make your music work in the script. And it could be a really, really interesting way to get cool music out there in the public view and really cool art. Cause on the, the backgrounds on the puppet shows, there's all different ways you can show people's visual art. And I thought this would be really badass. And my original thought, and I'm still going to, it could be variations of this, but originally a year ago, I started doing this. We're almost at the anniversary. Um, the 27th tomorrow, I may do something tomorrow is the one year anniversary of Spanky's puppets. Um, I didn't realize that till this morning and it only really, cause I, I looked at the first post I did anyway. But when I started fucking around with this, I thought this might be a really cool way to do reefer madness, something like that. Maybe scared straight to puppets, you know, office space, musical to puppets. So these were my original ideas. You know, but now instead of just having something set in stone, I'll, I'll take the music and make it into the story. But like I said, if anybody knows any local bands, musicians that want that it's a, their original music, I'm not interested in rebroadcasting covers, but singer, songwriters, musicians, I know it's a risk because I don't have a lot of views on these things. But I argue that they're still, they could be better, but there's for, for one old fuck, they're pretty decent quality and they, and, and there's room for improvement and I'll continue to get better, you know, but I think, you know, I want to, I, I, I'd like to re help create a world where somebody that wants to be an artist can do that without having to worry about a day job. Right. And you know, I think there are unique ways. There are different ways to quote drive revenue, you know, and, and things like that. But I really think an edgy puppet show mixed in with animation would be compelling, dude. And I just, and, and like I said, I, I'm either that idea sucks, which it probably does and, or, and. I'm doing a horrible job communicating it. So it's probably a bad idea. Having said that, I've been committed to that vision for the better part of 12 months. Now I didn't realize it's been a year. And so, gosh, I'm sitting here going like, what, what am I doing with these things? What, you know, what, what am I doing? You know, um, going to continue to do it, but throwing it out there, man, I am casting a line. I would very much, you know, I don't want to use the only music I want to use is backtracks or anything. I've broken that rule here a couple times with a couple of pieces, but it's gotta be something organic. So most of the time it's just me, 
fucking playing guitar. I was something besides me fucking grinding out fucking cowboy chords would be nice, but we'll get there. And now that I'm settled here in Colorado, you know, maybe, um, you know, as I do a couple more fucking things here, I, I'm crossing paths with some people, but I'm throwing it out there, man. I'm throwing it out there. There's gotta be some struggling garage band out there, man. Right. Rap artists. I, somebody makes beats. I desperately need beats. Somebody that's good at making beats, get in touch with me. These, like I said, these, I think these are interesting ways to promote art in a, in a, in a unique way, you know, but a, a quote puppet show lends itself. Right. And when you hear puppet show, if you just stumbled on us, don't think like, God, oh, golly, gee, Willikers, you know, the, the, this is Phil. These are puppets having sex. I, 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 I have puppets simulating sexual acts, smoking weed, saying adult language, adult fucking thing. But it just happens to be puppets. Right. And, um, but somebody that, 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 that's talented, that, that, right. Like, uh, you, you know, that's, that can write scripts and stuff like that. You know, you, if you got to play, you got to play, let's put it to puppets. You don't have to worry. There's a lot of overhead. You don't have to fuck with, you know? You can sit there and like, hey, I'm writing this music. I'm writing this play. I can't seem anybody to fucking give it a shot. Hey, I'll give it a shot. Uh, you know, we'll work together. We'll do a puppet show with it. I mean, the, 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 I think, you know, this was a COVID discovery. And I'm not, you know, like I said, puppets lend themselves to if you're a voice actor, musician, script writer, visual artist, fucking seamstress, tailor, on and on and on and on. On and on and on and on. You know, I, I could even, even, um, now I, I won't do this unless they're like a decent company, but like some local business that wants to be, uh, you know, displayed featured, I can even do that. I can make the local business look really fucking cool. You know, there's a head shop here that's interested in doing that, but I'm vetting them right now, man. You know, I, I really don't want to deal with corporate chains. Okay. I, I, I just not, not, not corporate chains don't need this, you know, free, free fucking goofball service. I'm, this is free what I'm offering free. You know, I'm trying to prove something and that this will help me prove it. I'm trying to prove that, that, that people that get spinal injuries, that not society, society's pretty good. Right. But the, the tendency is the tendency is, well, go do nothing the rest of your life and don't have anything, quote, meaningful. Oh, if you want to do something, go be a crossing guard or go be a greeter at Walmart. Nothing wrong with those things, but maybe there's some people out there that aspire to more. Maybe they, you know, maybe they want to do something different, you know, and I want to show, and I think I am showing that you can fucking reinvent yourself and you can do something real unique and you know i it would be nice to show so if anybody's local business give me a shot in fact i, I might play it maybe not tomorrow i might I, I did a did a kind of a joke spot for a dispensary in oklahoma called spanky's goes to the dispensary now it needs to be tightened up and stuff like that but I think that would be pretty interesting web advertisement for, for a local company. 
So these are the things that I'm running through my head. This podcast is, once again, we've been all over the place, man. Um, it is, gosh, it's 1030 here. It's 1030 where I'm at here in the morning. We've got hanging with us. We've got the two alphabets radio and he in the house over on the live stream. Let's see if I got anybody watching. Looks we still looks like Wes is still hanging in there tight. Yep, yep, yep. Wes says he's getting very close to knowing his available schedule. Once again, Wes, you know I can work around any schedule you have, man. So I'm I'm ready when you are. I understand. So Wes will be back soon. Thank God, man. Thank God Wes will be back soon. Because I don't know how much more, you know. So I was getting ready to smoke this marijuana, but I, I'm not yet. Okay, I'm going to. Hang on. For those of you judging, uh, it's not real marijuana. It's sativa. Okay, so today's Tuesday. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll be back on tonight. There will be a brand new amazing slacker released this week. I hope to have some other things. I'm not even going to talk about it until it's done. But also, there's going to be a gradual, a little bit more of other things besides animation and puppets. You know, um, I want to learn some other things. So there'll, there'll be some local pieces and some stuff on some historical things around here. Pretty interesting stuff. With that said, hey, guys, we're at the one hour and 30 minutes. I know I normally do two hours, but I want to save some energy for later on tonight. I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope that you will follow this podcast. Um, we, we, you know, I would love to tell you what the schedule is. You know, um, it used to be, we used to do, uh, what was it? 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday, Mountain Time. Um, right now it's kind of in the morning. I mean, this morning was about that time. Um, but I want to start doing some stuff in the evening too. That's more my speed. That's, that's when I can really like, I try not to, I, I smoke weed for medicinal reasons. You know, yes, I love to get high, but I also, there are days when I'd rather like take a break from getting high and just wait till the evening. Right. And so, um, what I'm trying to say is the evenings are usually more fun because that's when I'm winding things down and I'd like to do something entertaining ish, uh, this week. So I'm working on that. So anyway, please like subscribe, all those kind of things, go to the YouTube channel. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. I'm going to start. I, I, I mentioned this, um, on Facebook, on Facebook, you know, there's a lot of testing and stuff I do. And what I used to do is I, and, and the testing will be stream tests where I'm testing sound or I'm setting up for a puppet show or I'm doing video editing or whatever. And I, every once in a while I'd stream that to my page. And I started noticing that there are some people that enjoy watching that shit, believe it or not. Well, I'd like to have a separation of church and state as it were for my personal page. They are, people know that I'm fucking insane, but I really want to separate the art of fun, the, the fucking antics because it is uncomfortable watching we uh, watching puppets fuck and smoke weed, you know, and I, and I'd rather, instead of just blasting fucking people that didn't ask for that, I'd rather, you know, it be on my page. So it's like, Hey, if I go to this, 
I might see a puppet simulating sex. You know, I might see that as opposed to being friends with me and all of a sudden have that come at you. Point I'm trying to make is that uh, on Facebook, on the Art of Floundering podcast Facebook page, um, we're going to start, like when we start setting up and stuff, we're going to start streaming behind the scenes. So I don't know, like if so, if you if if you're bored and you want to watch people set up green screen, tune guitars, practice a couple things, and you know pre-show and post-show stuff, post live stream or whatever, then hit that notification thing or whatever the fuck it is on Facebook, and uh, you know that's your thing. But I, I I mentioned I'll start doing that, and so I I've been true to my word, man. You know so. It's not that compelling, but you know, I'll do it. Um, cause every once, every once in a while a show will break out. You never know, man. You never know. But with that said, I realize uh, I said, I got to go a couple minutes ago. I do have to go. I'll see everybody. Hopefully next time I'm on, hopefully you'll like, and subscribe. We'll be on no later than tomorrow morning, but hopefully later on tonight, I am shooting for eight o'clock, 8 PM mountain time and i realize everybody's in different time zones and it may not work and hey you don't have to love me you don't have to love me for me to love you back you don't have to like this i it, i don't take it personal you know it's just what it is with that said i hope everybody has a peachy keen super swell day from atlantic city new jersey uh paris Island, south carolina bfe idaho and parts unknown colorado this is the art of flounder and podcast i want to wish everybody peace and love and we'll see you later Bye-bye.